Greetings, Church of the Geek listeners. It, we are back after a an incredibly long hiatus, um, although not as long as some of our longer ones. But we are back. Sam, how are you doing? I am doing well now that um, we're all back in the sw- in the swing of things. I know you were traipsing around all over the place, going by your um, Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of all over the. Um, I would say all over the country, but all over the continent. Ooh, oh, yes. Um, yeah. And uh, how about you? I did you much first? less traipsing. Eh. Um, we had a little bit here and there, but not like nothing, too, nothing too grand, which was fine. Awesome. Well, we have a treat tonight. Uh, we have with us uh, Shana Watson, the uh, founder of uh, Theocon, a theological Comic-Con that is now in its second year. Uh, Shana, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. Actually, the Reverend Shana Watson. <laughs> Pardon me. You, look, because you, you, got, you were ordained fairly recently, yes? Yes, that is correct. And uh, yes, actually, the Reverend Canon Shana Watson. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> if if you want to be fancy. Oh, my my apologies to your grace. I am so sorry. Um, uh, yes, the yeah. Reverend. I, uh, uh, Episcopalians never yeah. cease to amaze with the. Thank God you, you you grew up within a monarchy, you know. <laughs> Lutherans just grew up when you know in the midst of a beer hall, so <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, we don't get all that. No, yeah. it, it is a it's a real joy to have you uh, with us uh, tonight. We're just we're just going to talk tonight, uh, chat a little bit about what we're geeking out about. We needed to get something going and then we are going to talk about that upcoming event uh theocon so what do you want to what do you want to how do you want to introduce yourself though other than the reverend canon shana watson um how uh you have to do your jaw just like that too Oh, so how? What? Where are you at? Where Where are you located? What 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 is your actual position there? Um, I I do serve as the canon pastor, um, which is pretty much the assistant priest at St. Stephen's Episcopal Cathedral here in Harrisburg, in the Central Pennsylvania Diocese of the Episcopal Church. So, um, it's great being there. I mean, it's just a full, um, functional. Um, way of being a pastor like full-time so doing counseling and services and meeting people throughout the community so it's pretty much everything I did before I was ordained but now I actually get paid for it so this is really great mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> that that paycheck yeah. does help it does help it does it does I appreciate co-pays um, <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of my background was in, you know, grassroots organizing and, and coordinating soup kitchens and, and women's winter shelters and, and things of that nature and full-time chaplaincy work at, at hospice. 
and hospital. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's ah. a nice oh, okay. shop. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is a hospice chaplain here in the Pittsburgh area. Yay. And uh, so you guys could have a lot to talk about. I'm just going <laughs> to sit back now you and let you guys go. Hospice chaplains are the best. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we just we just had a, a birthday party for one of our our patients who turned eighty three yesterday. Oh, and uh, fantastic! Yeah. That's that's something that we that we do for all of our patients if they have a birthday. We make sure that you know we bring cake and balloons and ice cream, and we do it. We do a shindig so. That's a beautiful thing. We used to celebrate bowel movements. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's the hardest thing. I mean, yep. pun intended in, in every way, but you know, like those moments, pain meds, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good yeah. job, rocks and all. <laughs> yes. God bless hospice chaplains and <laughs> any any hospice worker. Seriously, my heart goes out to to that field of work. It's it is a blessing, and I do believe that it's a field that God created on the eighth day. You know, hospices. So, well, and and having having worked in a church for three years prior to that, that is that is definitely a calling in and of itself as well. That it's an extremely difficult job that no one really knows how difficult it is, right. because of course you only work one one day a week, right? And then what do you do? You read, and you read, and you drink some wine, and you read some more. <laughs> Because that's all there is to do. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wait. It's the long wait. Maybe I need to rethink my priorities here. I think. Maybe, okay. Maybe not, no. Or maybe wine, read, 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 wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your life is like, Brian, right? Well, except for me, it's... Um... Read coffee, coffee, read beer, coffee, read. Uh, oh, right, Sundays, uh, D and D, <laughs> read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's mostly exactly the same. Yeah. What kind of beer do you like? Oh, that is a that's a fine question. That's, that's a yeah. That's gonna take. That's a whole other. We can hour. we can geek out okay. about beer. No, um, I, I am a fan of the typically of the darks. So porters and stouts, um, okay. I gravitate towards usually because of the high gravity, um, although not necessarily. Um, but I'm also cool with um, uh, even stuff like like half of or sours. I like those too. So I am not a big IPA guy. That is a for some reason the. Like the constant stream of IPAs that are out there just don't really excite me. I, I have some that I like, but it's not what I go to first. And what about you? Or or, or the, have the Episcopalians got you to where it's only a fifth that, you know. <laughs> Wait, I forgot to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, wherever you find four Episcopalians, you find a fifth. <laughs> it's, that's the only Episcopalian joke I know. Sorry, it's really not you know, a nice I, one. I, I didn't hear about that until about a year in or so. Um, I grew up Church of God in Christ Holiness, 
So having alcohol while being ordained or, you know, um, it, it was a huge no-no growing up. So I was I was leaning in a little bit when I first witnessed, you know, the wine and stuff like that. So I thought that was really interesting that, that you know, people practice their faith out loud in such a way that, that indulging in such a way, it doesn't have to be compartmentalized or hidden. So I just, I really appreciated that. Um, I, I'm more of a scotch person. Though. Nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really into Avalor these days. I like Lagavelin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm still like learning, you know, where the different yeah. um, barrels are coming from, whether it's the Highlands or the Coastal, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, but yeah, but in terms of beer, Honestly, I'm a Pennsylvania girl, so give me Yingling mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Trogues? Oh, oh Trogues is good. Yeah, Trogues is Trogues great. Is you can't beat Trogues. It's a nice holiday one with um, it's like the Happy Elf. Oh, the cherry Ma- Mad Elf. Mad Elf. Mad Elf. Yeah, yeah. It, is a, it is a cherry based. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's yeah. a great one. Of course, you can only mm-hmm. have one. <laughs> this is. <laughs> That's why the elf is mad. Oh yeah, that's a that one is a that one's a heavy. Whew. Yeah. <sighs> nice. Very yeah. nice. The um, oh, I, Pennsylvania's got a good got a good batch of beers around anyway. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, Yingling is one that you know we return to time and again just because. It's better than most of the other big brews, so. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I keep on meaning to hit um, Dancing Gnome down in Sharpsburg. Yeah. Because I, mean, I hear so much about that, but. I, I, have a, I have a pastor friend that she thinks it's great, and she can't believe I haven't gone there yet. So, I'm like, yeah, I got kids. So, <laughs> I got kids. Life, life is crazy. So, yeah. But, yeah, well. We'll we'll have a opportunity to uh, share in a in a beer or two here coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Nice segue. Way. I was gonna. I was wondering how you were gonna segue oh, into that. Damn! <laughs> this is not. This is not my first rodeo, Sam. That is true. Uh, <laughs> You're a pro at this. I don't want to brag, but I got asked to uh, moderate a panel later this week. You know, so. They gave me all the questions. I just got to read the questions. That's it's pretty easy, but no. Um, yeah, so uh, Sam and I have, I, f- full disclosure, uh, Church of the Geek listeners, I have been on the uh, uh, leadership team asking questions and helping doing some planning for uh, Theocon that's coming up. Sam and I are, are on panels at Theocon, so um, let's, let's not pretend that this is fair and balanced. Uh, I am a total... Uh, uh, totally happy about the upcoming Theocon, but uh, Sheena, I, I am really curious because um, I don't we have I don't think we have talked about this this because this is its second year. Last year you had it down in the DC area, and um, how how where did this come about? How what is the history? Um, how did you how did you come up with this? How wh- where did this come from? Um. It came through a couple of strands. Um, the first one was when, um, you know, how different community organizations host events 
and I was the religious affairs chairperson for our local NAACP in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And instead of doing the typical lectures or having a banquet or gala, I wanted to be a little bit more creative in how we talk about challenging topics. So what I came up with was um, initially was to do was to highlight um, African heritage in classical arts, so specifically classical music. So we were going to partner with our local um, Fulton Opera House and Symphony Orchestra to highlight Blacks who were composers and performed in classical music genre. But I couldn't really get the support and the timing was off. So the second idea was to look into arts and entertainment so I gathered together a local panel. It was our comic book store guy, a journalist from our local newspaper, um, a, an enthusiast from the community, and a college student who was studying graphic art and design and communications at the time. And I titled the, the panel From Blackface to Black Panther, The Evolution of How People of Color Were Depicted in Arts and Entertainment. But it, and its focus was centralized on graphic novels and comic books and, and film. And so from there, that was in 2015. So from there, I submitted the idea to New York Comic Con and it was received. And so we took our show on the road and went up that way. Nice. And, um, New York Comic Con. That, That's nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so amazing. So, of course, you know, huge inspiration came from being in that space in New York Comic Con, where it was just, I don't think I've ever seen or felt or witnessed anything like it, where people, I mean, you had someone dressed up as Bane, who's pushing his daughter, who's dressed up as like, I think it was Rainbow Bright or something. (laughs) I was like, hell yes, this is heaven on earth. You know, it's just like all shapes and sizes, people of all colors and hues, everyone just in this big old space. I think it was like the Javit Center was called and um, and gaming and it was all ages and it was just this beautiful sight. It, it was to me, I felt like it was like the Holy Spirit. It was akin to being in church where you had that great amount of diversity and conversations happening and people of all socioeconomic backgrounds together. So fast forwarding to my year at Virginia Theological Seminary and I was just I don't know where it came from. I was just walking to lunch down the sidewalk and I was like, oh my God, Theocon. And my colleague looked at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So do this comic book style convention, similar to Comic-Con. They're like, wait, slow down. Comic-Con, what's that? I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to break down all of this nerdy language. Yeah. So so I had to talk about Comic-Cons and New York Comic-Con and what, what theology means because a lot of people, you know, Theology isn't part of their regular language. And I take for granted, you know, all of us as those who are ordained or did a little seminary or theological religious studies, that it just means the study of God, theo coming from theos in Greek, meaning God. Um, So theology is God talk. Um, So, yeah, so Theocon um, was kind of ushered in and birthed out of these multiple strands. yeah, so that's it in a nutshell without going into too much detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's outstanding. It, um, and 
Sam is the one who uh, you came across this first for the two of us. And you're like, hey, thinking about a road trip? And uh, it was too close. We couldn't make it to last year's, but um, uh, we definitely wanted to. So now we're really glad to be part of uh, this year's. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, friend of the podcast, Andy Walsh, is also going to be presenting, yeah. uh, which I think is is really good. And, and looking at the lineup where, you know, on, online, it looks like it's a really interesting mix of topics and presenters. And uh, I think it'll really be an interesting uh, interesting day to kind of get together with like-minded nerds and theology types. And um, yeah, and there's just so much to talk about. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I just saw Andy. I got to see him speak um, this past Friday at another event in Lancaster, which wasn't too far. So it, it was nice to meet him in person. You know, you, you have these conversations with, with folks via phone or on Zoom or Skype, and it's kind of it's a, it's refreshing when you get to meet them in person. So it's going to be great to see to see Andy again and to um, hear his presentation next week. Oh my goodness, it's next week. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you say that, and it's like, oh wait a minute, it is next oh. week. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> and that's another huge part of it too. Um, age, um, I had mentioned. And I remember, and I have this story on my website as well about my little brother. Obviously, he's 15 now, but this happened when he was four and I was giving him his bath. And I like talking to him about his dreams and his day and things like that. And I asked him, well, what did he dream about the night before? And he said he dreamt about God. So, you know, that stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, you had a dream about God? You had a visitation? You know, I'm taking this like <laughs> Like, what did God say? Did he give you some lottery numbers that we could play? Um, but, and I asked him, I said, well, what did God look like? What did God sound like? And he said, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and I just thought that was the sweetest thing. And it also, you know, highlighted for me that, you know, even children are paying attention. They're listening. And, you know, there's a relatability in some of the... Um, science fiction that we see and watch or in in the film or in literature that translates to like a noble figure such as mm-hmm. that could possibly personify God to a four-year-old. So it just made me even more interested in having these conversations like, wow, like what about other themes or theological themes or moral themes for those who don't necessarily identify as Christian or God believing, but Rather, they might be agnostic or atheists or from a different um, belief system. How do they see some of these human conditions played out in film? Like, how does art reflect life and life reflect art, so to speak? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which which brings up an interesting thing too. How, do, do you do you get um, folks at Theocon who, like you say, don't come from any particular faith background um, that they're you know, they're coming at it from the pop culture side or the comic side and notice the theology part and go, oh, well, this looks interesting. I wonder what this is about and kind of, you know, enter in that way. Is that something that you've seen or is that something where you'd like to see even more of? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, 
all of the conversations are so diverse and so different. And I never, I haven't witnessed anyone at this past event identify as Christian or Muslim or anything in particular. What I noticed the most was that people stuck to overarching themes such as um, gaming or um, what is it called when you have multiplayer gaming versus oh. singer, singer, singer. MMOs. Yes. You know, when a person is going on a journey. So what I saw more of was conversation about um, what Joseph Campbell termed the hero's journey. So just these themes of someone who is ordinary, starting off with the ordinary life and then coming upon like a crossroads where they have to make a difficult decision, whether it's because they're facing crisis or the people they know are facing crisis. And if they choose to take on the challenge, then they have to, then they go on the journey and they meet these characters from these unlikely places that become their companion. And sometimes they become, um, they're a, a traitor along the way, but either way, each person serves for a season. And then the Lord of the Rings is like a huge example of that, um, where all these characters come together to help Frodo. And then you kind of get mangled up in the stories like, well, is it really about Frodo or is it about Sam or is it about that? What's the, the golem? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like, you know, you have these different strands and all for the sake of getting to this ultimate goal. So that is a theme that I saw. And again, like I said, I haven't really heard anyone identify from any specific place. I know that some people were Christians or Muslim or um, or Baha'i specifically because they were my friends, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever, I heard anyone explicitly say it during a workshop or presentation. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So looking back on, I uh, just uh, real quick look back on last year. Then also, like, um, was there a moment for you that you had that went, "Oh, this is something. This is we we definitely are catching a hold of something." Some, some sort of uh, energy or, or hunger here that uh, definitely we want to do it again because we're doing it again. So, <laughs> you know, I, w- I would say every aspect of it. However, when you are the lead on it or the coordinator of an event, and you all know this because you you know you plan services or you have to coordinate things at your jobs or. You know, when you're in it and you're overseeing it, it's hard to really sit back and appreciate it. It's almost like it's difficult to be at church when you're both leading in worship and you can't really participate in worship, too, because you're leading it. Uh Um, So what I did see was afterwards, just all of these people in deep conversation and feeling so welcomed in the space. And um, we had... um, her name is escaping me right now, from Poppin' Collars um, down in Virginia. Betsy. Um, Betsy Gonzalez, I want to say is her name. But um, she helped to do the wrap-up session um, at the end, like during our closing ceremonies. And people were just giving feedback. And someone said, yeah, I I would have liked to have heard a workshop on the Black Klansmen. So someone wanted more like social political um, aspects given in in the kind of it and where and where god is in the midst of that so some people really gave some interesting feedback and comments and um 
a lot of folks are like, no, you got to keep this going. I'm like, okay, well, if I keep this going, I'm going to need your help and support because, you know, everyone has great ideas and suggestions, but it's difficult to find that, that support and that backing, which is why I'm so thankful for my team, which, you know, Brian is on and, um, Matt Brake from Pop and Theology and Jackie mm-hmm. Fuller and, and Will Rose and, um, and Ron, um, Lapitan and I think I named everyone. Yeah. So just thankful in that way. So, yeah. So I think it was just kind of like the energy I felt from other people and just seeing how things went and like, okay, we can do this. We can actually have a space where we can really geek out on just some super nerdy stuff that other people won't think of or talk about and totally feel okay about it in this space. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking over the, the schedule, um, there is uh, yeah. a number of really interesting um, uh, panels um, that are going on, and you, you make make folks choose um, about how it's going. But uh, you know, because it's not uh, there's nothing really easy. I, you know, I'm doing two panels, and I was like, "Why did I do that? Now I can't go listen to people." Um, I'm saying, I what know. Is that? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, but even then, uh, the places where I have places to choose, I'm like, no, there's still three I got to choose from. I know. So. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing not, to yourself? That's kind of the theme of my life, uh, Shana. What, what are you doing? <laughs> we're, in that, we're in that phase of life. What are you doing to yourself? Because <laughs> yep. I'm looking here, and I remember seeing that. I'm like, you know, are you mm. – Mm, God well, bless you. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I'm excited. Actually, I am excited to do both of them. Uh, we have the we have the one on uh, redemption in the uh, MCU, and then um, uh, we're doing myth and virtue in pop culture is is another one that uh, my friend Janelle and I. So I think it's. I, I'm excited about it. Uh, but the, just want to talk a little bit about the um, uh, the plenaries. We have two speakers who are going to be there. Um, a. David Lewis, whose uh, talk is Body, mm-hmm. Soul, and Comics. And then Love, Power, and Resilience, how graphic novels exhibit resilience and hope. Uh, and that speaker is Ram um, Devaneni. De- yeah. 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 yeah I, I looked at it and I was like, Proud I'm going to screw yeah. that one up. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. But yes, uh, um, I realize now um, – a. David Lewis, he had great. He's written the book *Graven Images: uh, Religion in Comic Books and Graphic Novels*, which I've, yeah. which I have used, and, and it's a really good book. So, uh, I'm very excited about uh, his presence there. And Ram, I have not um, seen anything by him, so I'm very excited to um, uh, to hear him in the midst of of, of this uh, of Theocon. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to hear them both too. Um, A. David Lewis, when actually when I first started researching um, different speakers and books and things like that, because I really wanted to have a more well-informed proposal to do this event last year, and A. David Lewis's name came up, and then um, you all, I think, and Matt Matt Brake really recommended that we try to get him for for this. Um, for this year. So I'm excited about A. David Lewis. And um, he, I think he's really going to be talking a lot about his newest 
graphic novel, and that is on Kismet. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to hear more about that. And he has been doing more exploration in graphic medicine, how graphic novels and comic books can be medicinal and the, hmm. the historicity of storytelling and how that serves as pretty much like medicine for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we had a brief conversation and I shared with David how I read this article about this guy and I think it was titled something like Superman saved my life and literally how he this gentleman he was about to was on the verge of suicide and he was reading these comic books about Superman how this ordinary guy became extraordinary and he went through all these hardships and he kind of saw himself in the story which is what I think a lot of us do we see ourselves in some of these characters and we see that, oh, okay, well, this is how the, that story ends. Well, maybe maybe my the chapters in my life will have a different ending, too. So and we're hoping to inspire that type of hope. And um, Ram Devanini, he created the first female, India's first female superhero. And she's also a survivor of rape. And mm. uh, so he talks a lot about human trafficking and resilience and... Um, he did express having um, his background is Hindi. So we have a lot more, I think, diversity in that way coming up than what we did this past year. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to get a really nice um, theologically diverse um, group, I think, this year, as well as with the panels. So yeah. I think that's going to be a great addition. And that's not something that you usually find, you know, is bringing in those you know, voices from other other religions because, you know, usually if you're talking about religious themes in, in comic books and graphic novels and so on, it just defaults to Christianity because you're dealing with Western culture most, you know, most of the time. And that's just what you automatically, you know, go back to, you know, how is Superman like, like Christ and those sorts of things. But having those other other faith traditions coming in um, specifically and not as a matter of, you know, like sneaking in kind of through, you know, another um, kind of Western framework, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, you know, that I'm, I'm just thinking like there are characters that have been in X-Men, for example, that have been Hindi or brought in, uh, you know, other, um, other other religions and so on but they're they're always like on the fringes or on the outside or they're the bad guys automatically so yeah and then looking at um you know that these characters you know when you're talking about kismet that you know that there there is a history of, of that this isn't necessarily um a new thing this is a character that's been around for quite some time right 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 um, as a matter of fact, I think it's more or less, and I don't want to um, misquote him, but Kismet, I think, was a Muslim superhero in the 1940s, maybe? That's what I remembered reading, yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of like resurrecting Kismet. I know that we laid claim to like some of these other um comic book characters, superheroes, and you know, and we're excited about them. Um, however, I think he is is bringing back a story that I think many people need to need to see that 
yeah, well, not everyone was, like you said, um, like you had mentioned that not all marginalized voices were necessarily demonized, if that makes sense. Like, his mm-hmm. myth wasn't like the typical, like, dark figure, even in the 1940s. Like, his myth was always like a, a noble, um, a noble, honorable superhero that didn't play into the typical stereotypes that we've seen with other um with other racial groups. So right. I think this would be, I think it's going to be really cool to, to hear him talk about it. And I love it when the author can interpret their work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we were like, Oh, okay. That's what it really means versus, you know, us speculating, which is still fun, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we have, our general thing where we, at the end of our uh, episodes where we talk about what are you geeking out about? And Shana, do you have anything right now that you uh, are geeking out about or uh, finding yourself pulled towards uh, in the geek uh, realm right now? You know, and the thing about geekiness is that you get to geek Mm, out about a lot of different things. So, Mm I just completed um, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a movie, but they like revamped it. So now they broke it down to it's a Netflix series. So it's called Dark Crystal right. Age of Resistance. And it is badass. Nice. I mean, <laughs> Jim Henson, he would be proud. And I'm a huge Jim Henson Muppet fan. I mean, a lot of us grew up on the characters in Sesame street and, um, the Muppet show. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, this really, it, they really did a great job on it. And of course I'm geeking out over a lot of these, um, fundamentals panels and workshops that are coming up for Theocon. So I'm super excited yeah. about those. So, um, my, I haven't watched any of the dark crystal yet, but, uh, so you're giving it the thumbs up. Nice. Absolutely. The, both thumbs Whoa, and the big toes. Big All right. Yeah. yeah. Just just visually, it is <laughs> stunning. I haven't watched it. I've seen the trailers, and it's on my list. But yeah, and I have a my my brother in law was actually telling me about it yesterday that he that it's just so captivating, yes. knowing that so much of it is is practical. Yeah. And. You know, there's in a world of CGI and so on that they, you know, made as much as the world as possible with with puppets and practical effects and so on um, is pretty astounding. Yeah, that's great. Good. Looking forward to watching it. I'm excited. So, um, but it probably won't happen before Theocon. So, <laughs> which by the way, been... how many episodes is it? Um, I want to say that there are 10 or 12, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. It's it's like a good solid series, you know, not to say that other series that only have six are not solid, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but when it extends out to the 10 or 12, it's like, yes, there's more. There's another ending. This is exciting. Nice. So yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Sam, how about you? Uh, I have been really into uh house of x and powers of 10 yes it's powers of 10 i know that and uh with the the new um it's uh hickman 
series on X-Men is just really blowing my socks off. Um, it's got such a, it, it's got the two things that really get me going. One, the artwork is, is really good. And the, the storytelling is just expansive and the moving back and forth between the two series that kind of tell two different stories from two different points of view and how it makes you go back and look at everything that's happened before, you know, in the Marvel universe and what's going on, you know, what could be in the Marvel universe is really how it, in, in how it, um, revamps some of the characters and so on that have been minor characters in some cases, but, you know, making them much more, uh, much more critical, not only in the, you know, in, in the whole universe in terms of how, you know, what they do and so on. Um, so I've been really geeking out about that. And, um, I was just, um, also just finished a movie on Netflix called I am mother Oh, what did you think of that? I really liked it. Um, I, I was I was I was telling one of my friends about it um, the other day it, that it's it's an interesting it has a lot of interesting questions. I think it in terms of um, without you know getting spoilery, you know how how can humans and AI interact, and what would that be like if a human being and never seen another human being and only interacted with an AI. Um, Can an AI teach you to be moral? And what does that look like? Um, I, you know, a lot of interesting questions there. And then there's some interesting parallels to um, the, 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 the flood narrative and the ethics about that, that, you know, that's about all all I want to say, but if you do watch it, you'll, you'll, that's kind of comes in more towards the end, but it's really, uh, really good and really, really good effects, good acting. Not everything, not every Netflix movie is like <laughs> that interesting oh. or that well done. And this one, I was like, that really hit it. Cause so very cool. I didn't, I hadn't even just, uh, talking with someone, um, about some stuff and that movie came up and I had never heard of it. So, and now this is the second time, Actually, second time mm-hmm. in a day. I, it was it was this morning when I first heard about this. I didn't know what it was. So, wow, that would be like a sign, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we don't really. We're a little obtuse when it comes to the signs. So, yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, no, not us Presbyterians. <laughs> the Presbyterians get See, it. Yeah. Well, see now, Brian, if you don't watch that movie, you are, you know, n- neglecting the sovereign will of God. Yes. But, so, but, isn't, but isn't No, that's on you. But isn't God's sovereignty such that it's then I didn't watch it because of God's will. You're going to watch it. Just don't even Oh. Yeah, you're just going to watch it. Just <laughs> don't, don't even stop yeah. questioning. Just do it. You're going to anyway. Just do it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and and you, Brian, what are what are you um, so geeking out this about? This summer, I was um, having a conversation with a friend of mine, 
and he admitted to me that he had never watched any Star Trek. And I went, oh, no, no, like original, any, or TN, or any. He's never watched any oh, Star my. Trek. Did you have I a did. place to sit and down? I did. And look, I get it. Everybody's every, everybody's kingdom is different. That's you know that's fine. I didn't think less of him uh, for long. That is I, stunning, yeah. though. I mean, well, it's, it's, it started me for as popular as Star Wars is. I think Star Trek is also just so embedded. I mean, in, there are so many. There's so much more. Uh, there's so much more to watch of Star Trek. Right? Yeah. So so we were talking and he goes, look, if you give me the top 10 episodes to watch of the original series, I'll watch them. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Okay. And then I started thinking, I was like, man, it has been a long time. I could not, I can't make this list without, without watching. So I have gone back um, and I just started watching from season one, episode one of the original series, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am stunned at how one, how good the writing is on the, yeah. on, like, cause I mean, my main frame of reference is me as a, you know, 12 year old boy laying on the couch at night and watching it in syndication. Right. I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. to um, the quality of the writing. I love the stories, right, at that time, and I thought those were super cool. But um, the 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 writing is just so good, and and it's I'm definitely going to be turning this into sort of a um, some blog posts for Church of the Geek in terms of rewatching these. Because it is interesting, even with that writing, that there are themes and structures that sort of flow from episode to episode, not in a way that I don't think was common in the 60s. Um, just some of the, the tones, the way uh, um, sort of the, the notion of authority just sort of continues to go through episode to episode with Kirk and his sort of relationship with the ship. It, they they have that all sort of laid out in a lot of ways similar to a, well they know they talk about the captain is married to a ship you know kind of stuff and then there's the, there's the the continual presence of of uh, gender relationships like men and women interacting and um, you know just yes. and the amount of things that are sort of um, biblical that just keep popping up. Just the, the, uh, a continual reference to those sort of things. Not exclusively, but um, it's just it's just fascinating. But that stuff just gets thrown out. And, you know, in the 60s, it, it was a little more prevalent in the fabric of, of society. And so it, it has been absolutely fascinating watching through this. And how many of the – I'm 21 episodes in, right? No, 22 episodes in to that first season. And um, like the number of classic episodes that I've hit in the things like, you know, um, 
Mud's women and um, yesterday is tomorrow or tomorrow is yesterday, which, which right? Um, yeah. And the uh, uh, and I just got past Space Seed, which of course is the is the appearance of Khan, right? And I'm sitting here going, how can I pick ten? I'm only I still got two more seasons to go, and I've already got twenty episodes that I want to put on this list. So that has been that has been actually a real joy to sit and uh, watch back through those those episodes. It's it is still has a great deal, I think, to speak uh, for us uh, and and thinking about how we relate to each other. So, wow. That is amazing. I love Star Trek. I like the older ones. Of course, I watched The Next Generation, too. Um, I don't remember which seasons Let That Be Your Last Battlefield or Plato's Children or In the Child Shot Lead. I don't remember which season those are in. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are three I can think of off the top that I highly recommend. It's pretty amazing how high quality that those shows really were. I get why it continues to, to last. So, mm-hmm. well, and it they really speak to issues then, as they you know the same issues that they're speaking to regarding you know justice and reconciliation, and like you say, gender roles you know are still being you know debated and talked about and raised on a even more daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's why they do. They just really um, stand the test of time because they're not just, you know, a thing that happens in space where they shoot each other. You know, it's, uh, right. you know, there's a there's an actual, you know, premise that um, is trying to do something much bigger than that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, having really been like uh, clearly having watched the like like I said, those, that original series as a, as a kid, but really moving into high school and into college, the next generation with the stuff. But now I look back, so I know the next generation in a sense better. Um, but there, I, there are times though that I see, oh, you know, that next generation episode is uh, really reminiscent of this early original series episode. Um, so, it's been, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, I love it. I love it. I think, I think it's really good. I don't know really what else to say, but um, it's a smart universe. Very, very much so. So maybe, maybe next year at uh, Theocon again, I'll think about breaking out some Star Trek. So. I, I think that would yeah. be a great idea. We should all dress up like the crew. <laughs> we can do our own little skit and everything for the opening. Such phases awesome. on. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't even have. I can't even joke. No, um, which hey, which actually brings <laughs> us to the thing. I, I don't. You don't have to spoil it. Shana, did you figure out your cosplay yet? Oh. I did not. My younger brother, who uh. is a huge Stevens Universe fan, is trying to get me to dress up as either Rose Quartz or Garnet. So, Ooh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and he's going to come as Ruby. So, 
So we'll we'll see. I have not figured it out yet. I need something that, and I need something quick, obviously. Like mm-hmm. just wait around the yeah, corner. But how about you? Are you are you going to dress up? Are you going to cosplay? I do. I am coming. Uh, yep. In costume. <laughs> yep. I, and I got mine. You got yours. Okay. Good. Good. Well, and I think I told Brian, and you could borrow this if you want. That you know, if you if you run out of ideas, you can always go as uh, Mystique. <laughs> because all you need is a name tag that says, "Hello, my name is Mystique." Just write on you and your Mystique. That is a great idea. I really like that. I thought you were going to say, "All you need to do is just paint yourself blue and find an orange." No, nope, see, that's the awesome thing about Mystique. You just you just show up. Ooh, it's Mystique. Mystique as, as me, as Shayna. How do you know I'm not Shayna? I'm Mystique. I'm so, you know, I might use when- that. <laughs> if you are absolutely last minute, that you like, that's it. You got it. We got you covered. That's we it. got you covered. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or you can even broaden it so that you're you could be Mystique cosplaying as somebody. Oh, that'll be cool. And then really be confusing. <laughs> because that is exactly what I want to do to people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! You guys are a riot. I love it. I do have a quick question. Um, would either of you like read the titles of the workshop? Yeah. Do oh, have sure. For that? Yeah, I have yeah. them right here. Oh yeah, I have them right here. Yeah. I do you have it up. in front of you? Okay. So for the workshops in the uh, in the first session, fundamentals. Yeah. So in the fundamentals, uh-huh. um, holy fusion, relationship and identity in Steven Universe. Uh, speaking of Steven Universe, uh, and that's with uh, Kimberly Baronetta. Uh-huh. And then we have <clears throat> Redemption in the MCU. Although, okay, I'm going to say I'm a little upset. We worked really hard at the title, and the title, the official title was Stark Realities, Redemption in the MCU. But I get you didn't have that much time or that much space oh. there, so it's cool. But that's... Uh, I didn't know that was the title. That's the title yeah, that well, Matt gave it. I know. It's How my, dare he? That's it. Matt, oh, I'm going to get on him. <laughs> Just like publishers. They always change the title. <laughs> I, I suppose he wanted it to be as descriptive as possible. But, um, yeah. Okay. But I like stark realities because it kind of plays into. All right. You know, I mean, stuff. you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We get it. Um, <laughs> then uh, film, TV, and pop is um, so. This one, oh, I get it. This one is uh, three papers that are being given. The uh, I think because it has it says session one. Colin Taylor, Carl Bart, film evil. Carl Bart slash film slash evil. I don't think he's calling a Carl Bart film evil. No, sorry, Carl Bart. <laughs> Well, that's entirely possible. That um, but then, see, Melissa. Also, it says Melissa <laughs> Whitus, and it just says the musical episode. And then Jordan Four and Tom Hart? Question mark? Question mark? So, but I, so he's Tom not going to be there. Okay, so so there'll be a few people giving some papers. It sounds like uh, sort of mini, uh, not a panel, just sort of hey, here's some things to think about, which is great. For those who yeah, don't want yeah. to sit and listen to five people sort of jabber on, 
one voice only. That's a good way to go sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. So then in the <laughs> two to two fifty Yes. Picture this with more people. <laughs> if if you love our podcast, go to another panel. No, um No, okay, so in the two o'clock slot. This one actually I'm um I think is the one I am going to go to. It is it sounds very cool. Uh, Stephen King, Octavia Butler, and African American protagonists uh, with Paula Hall and company. <laughs> In parentheses, Stephen King versus Octavia Butler. <laughs> wow. like, rumble. <laughs> um, then uh, session two in that time, there's uh, Cards for Divinity with Jonathan Lawrence and James McGrath. Uh, and then Death, oh, cool. the Bible, and Video Games with Josh Wise and company. Josh Wise is another podcaster. Uh, I met Josh actually even before I started uh, Church of the Geek um, at a Proecclesia conference out in uh, in Maryland at the uh, Loyola University out there. So I know Josh, so it'll be good to connect with him. But and he's a big on he's big on video games, so that's going to be cool. Then three o'clock uh, session. Um, it is our friend Andy Walsh uh, doing science fiction as a bridge to science and faith conversations, which I know I have a I have a another panel here too at this slot. But really, um, Andy's Andy's got some good stuff. His book. Uh, he came and talked about his book, uh, Faith Across the Multiverse, uh, where he talks about science and uh, X Men and uh, religion. So that was pretty good. And then, um, also again, boy, cultivating character was the name of the uh, was that was the was sort of the title of the thing. But it, cultivating character, myth and virtue in pop culture, and that is myself and a friend of mine, Janelle Baker from uh, 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 Washtenaw uh, Community College, uh, where she does a lot of teaching about myth and uh, uh, comparative religions and such. Uh, Janelle's great. Um, so looking forward to this conversation uh, that we're going to have um, there. And then the, the final one uh, that you get to choose from is uh, Jordan Peele and Horror with Danny Anderson from, um, oh, the podcast, The oh, Secular I, Humanist? I no. That. He's from the Christian Humanist Network. Uh, sectarian review, sectarian That's review. Like the there sectarian. it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, review. boy. Woo! Can you tell it's late? Woo! All right. Um, but I've not met. I've not met Danny. He and I have connected on Facebook, and um, I'm looking forward to to. Uh, I won't be able to see it, but uh, looking forward to uh, connecting with him uh, while we're there. And then the wrap up four to four fifty uh, that happens after that. So yes, just one. Um edit sorry and this is my fault because i keep sending you all emails there is a susan haddix that is part of the cards for divinity panel with jonathan lawrence and james mcgrath yep Mm -hmm. awesome so oh and i would say like if you're if you're hearing this and you're going oh i can't make saturday if you're free thursday night we're doing a screening and talk um also at messiah college in the boyer center's uh palmer cinema Oh, and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh, which is easily the best Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie of all. So, um, 
definitely having some uh we'll have a little bit of conversation watch watch that and then have a little bit of conversation um on that movie yeah and that, is, and that is free thursday night is free free popcorn and lemonade <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent it's a great it's a great lineup i'm really looking forward to it um it's uh matt break did a really nice job in uh i think uh getting this all together and uh, uh, arranging us. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. go at one point. He's like, how oh, boy, I have you back to back sessions. I'm like, yeah, that was, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he's had you both of yours in one slot. So you could be. Yeah, in that's right. Places. Hey, Brian, Matt, <laughs> is, is in both uh, room B138 and B130 during the two o'clock slot. I'm like, Matt, what are you doing? No, it's, uh, What's a little well, you know, I used to study that's physics, right, so right. I can, of course, do that. Um, <laughs> oh, with the astral project. So, yeah, well, it's not me, but <laughs> okay, Doctor Strange. That's yeah. Uh, no, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I think it'll be a lot to learn too. Not just fun, but a lot to to bring back. Oh, geek. Absolutely, because learning is not fun. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. You haven't met us yet, Shana. <laughs> hold you in my arms. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to throw out there, last minute uh, pitch before we uh, shut it down here? Um, give you a chance to no no theocon where theology meets pop culture all are welcome and we look forward to having you either on thursday night with spider-man into the spider-verse or join us for friday night um yes, at the town place suites in mechanicsburg where we're going to do another little what, what are you geeking out on session and a little bit I, of yeah D&D. i heard that was going to happen so, I heard that was we'll provide yeah, <laughs> you better be there because you're going to be the master <laughs> with your lovely host, the DM, Brian. Um, so, yeah, so it should be a nice laid back Friday evening. We normally try to do a welcome reception. So this is just kind of like our way of gathering before um, Saturday. Saturday's the big day. so Absolutely. Yeah. Look us up. You come live. All this information is on that website. Um uh, hit up the hit, hit up Theocon on uh, Twitter. And what's that Twitter? Because it is a little is it a little different? It's not Theocon, is it? It is at Theocon. It is. Yeah, it's at, it's at, at Theocon, Theocon Live. Live. Yeah. Um, so, and on Facebook, it's also at Theocon excellent. Live. Excellent. So. Mm-hmm. And um, no, and if uh, if you're in the area and you have a chance to come by, come come meet us and uh, talk with us and. Uh, um, I might or might not have a, a thing or two to give away to people who come up and say, I heard you on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got a few things that um, might uh, folks might be interested in. No, it's, it's church of the geek. It's merch. <laughs> we have, we have actual church of the geek merch. For Ooh, even, yeah, merch. For, for give away, for we giving away. So, <laughs> Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Very excited. So, um, 
Sam, that's good. I have now called this uh, season three, episode one. So we are we're back, Perfect. and uh, we are going to be uh, recording at least our our panels, and those will be coming out as episodes uh, of Church of the Geek. Um, if some of the other speakers are cool with it, I will um, do that as well with them if they uh, um, if, if they think it's cool. But um, um, that's only if that's on that if they want to do that. But um, just also to build up maybe a little excitement for a third Theocon. So, <laughs> but uh, but also there are other um, podcasters who are there. So. Um, connecting with them and uh, um, their their stuff will probably be up on their podcast too. So um, we'll have more of that to talk about when we get done. Uh, Sam, as always, it's great to talk to you, even though we talk to each other beyond just this, but I feel good getting back into the swing of it. Uh, th- uh, Shana, thank you so much for coming on and uh, spending some time with thank us you. this evening. I know it's a long day. You've been uh, uh, working hard and uh, – this is uh, it means a lot, and uh, we are really hoping uh, Theocon uh, goes uh, goes well, and uh, we will do our best to make that happen too. So, yep, I can't imagine it not exactly. going well. Oh, thank you both so much. That was sweet. I'm, I look forward to finally Excellent. meeting you both in person. Very good. good. Yep. Time. So again, one more time, uh, Theocon on. Uh, September 28th at uh, Messiah College in the uh, uh, the Boyer Center. So join us for that and uh, check out Theocon.live. And everyone else, geek be with you. And with I'm your spirit. With you. It's oh. okay. He does that all the time. He does you that all the time. Wrong. He does it on purpose. 